Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. To the third and final review of the week, on uh, on the block here is uh, Jotun, not Jotun or any permutation thereof. Um, it's a Viking name. It, um, it's Old Norse. It's Norse for a specific group of mythological beings that are usually giants. Right, like. And as that name entails, um, you play a Viking. You play a lady Viking, actually. Um, mm-hmm. um, tr- like her name's uh, Thora. Mm-hmm. Like so named because named, named she, after yeah named after Thor. Go figure. Yeah, yeah she she. I don't think she's the like the literal daughter of Thor, but she has the blood of Thor running through her veins. It could be a, could be like a uh, Heracles situation. Uh, have, well, except for the fact that she, um, she is not a, a demigod of any kind. Like, um, she is in like a a typical Viking warrior, and she died at sea. And the game's mm-hmm. premise is you are fighting through the Norse underworld um, in order to get to Valhalla, you know, um, Norse heaven, basically. Mm-hmm. I'm like, uh, and you're getting like, like, you know, you have to do this because you ground at sea instead of dying in glorious battle. But mm-hmm. which not exactly how the Norse afterworld life works, but close enough. I, I'm like. Yeah, it's like it, it, it'll work for a video game. Like, this is well, this game is surprisingly detailed. When you gain one of the powers from one of the gods, they give you a description of the god, which is uh, so far has always been accurate. Uh, the narration of the game is in Norse. I don't know where it is on the scale between Old Norse and Modern Norwegian, but it's in Norse, and that has been correct to my ear. Yeah, um, it's not Norwegian; it's Icelandic. Ah, it is okay. Which is Icelandic? Current modern Icelandic is very close to Old Norse. So yeah, like, and you know, it's like, and when people think of Vikings, they immediately think of Norway. But I'm like, the Vikings did. Um, Migrate to uh, various places, Iceland being one of them. 
Yeah. Oh yeah, they traveled all over the place. It's just and Iceland had fairly little cultural contact, so the language there didn't change much. Right, and I'm like, Iceland is a very in, uh, Icelandic is a very interesting language, like, uh, and I, I, I suppose if we ever had time and it's a different show, we we would talk about how fucking difficult it is to learn Icelandic. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, um, you. Unfortunately, you don't have to worry. No, nobody has to worry about um, dealing with that language here because uh, you know, while it's all spoken um, in that language, it's got English subtitles. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, no, actually, it does not have English subtitles. It has subtitles in English or any of your choice of about seven other languages. Right, right, right. You know what I mean? It had, yeah, it had what French, Spanish, Italian, German, Icelandic. Well, it's Japanese, actually Chinese. It's actually good to make that distinction because some games only come with English subtitles. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, it helps that this comes from a European developer, um, mm-hmm. Thunder Lotus Games. You know, uh, I'm like they're more prone to have you know multi-language um, subtitles or dubs or what have you because well, there's a lot more major languages to deal with. Now. With that being said, um, yeah, th- this game is going for a very authentic Norse um, culture deal. N- n- none of that theme park version stuff here. Like, like uh, what we get a lot in our or culture. At the very least, at the very least, it's a well-researched theme park. Right. You know, it's not going to be. Um, you know, the entire like story or. You know, or, or even some epic like um, dealing with Ragnarok. Like, yeah, this um, is a very, very personal. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're still trying to prove your worst to the gods by killing giant giants that are like literally, you come up to like their ankles, maybe. Yeah, and you are. <laughs> yeah. And I suppose it's worth noting that. Um, the reason why you're seeing trailer footage here is we were. This is actually the rare game that we weren't um, given. This was um, free on Steam not too long ago, um, in celebration of the release of uh, their latest game, Sundered. Um, yeah. Sundered, uh, however you pronounce that. No. I was trying to remember. I almost got Sundered and Severed mixed up again. Yeah, I'm like, uh, that's gonna. Even though those games are very different, um, yeah. In fairness, the name both the names both mean broken. It's not the most inexplicable confusion you've ever made. Mm-hmm. Won't be the last, I can assure you. No, but uh, I'm like. Anyway, so the game itself is a top-down adventure game, a Zelda-like, if you will, sort of, because. Mm-hmm. I'm like, it's not the really. The emphasis is very much on navigating the area and spectacle, and then on boss fights. There yeah. are like horde fights, but they're not hard, and almost everything dies in one hit. I'm like, really, there aren't that many mook kind of enemies in the game. Like your yeah. your bigger challenges are like environmental dangers. More than anything else, and, and yeah, the real co- um, combat foci were on the boss battles. 
of which there are nine stage bosses and then presumably final boss type stuff. Um, no, there are five stage bosses. Oh, right, the five five stage. Sorry, there are nine stages. Right. There, sorry. There, yeah, like, yeah, um, yeah. The structure is well outside of the initial um, area. It's like each rune. You got to unlock five runes in order to get to the All Father. Um, and um, doing that requires you going through two areas um, that represents different um, parts of the Norse mythos. Yeah, of there, there are nine different areas you go to, and from what I saw, I think there is approximately one in each of the nine worlds of Norse mythology, except there's nothing in Gimle because Gimle didn't exist yet, probably. Um. Right, and um, so th there's no getting around this. This game is kind of limited in what you can do. Um, that's why uh, you know using Zelda isn't a good comparison because, well, um, all, all you can really do is um, attack with your axe. You know, you, you got a you got a light attack, you got a heavy attack, and you got a dodge roll. The light and heavy attacks are both. Like, the light attack in this is as slow as the heavy attack is in some games. Yeah, I'm like, I'll be honest, that was my big problem with this game. It's slow. Yeah, the it, heavy attack takes, like, an entire second. Yeah, it's like, you're going to feel the slowness. Mm -hmm. uh, especially so when, you want, when, you, when you're fighting a lot of enemies, you're either going to want to... Well, in uh, one of the... Obviously, you can approach the stages after the first one in any order, but one of the stages, there's a power-up you get that's Loki's power-up, where you can uh, drop basically a decoy of yourself that then explodes and can take out a huge number of things. Collecting power-ups wipes, wipes out any enemies near it. Right. You do get um, god powers throughout the game. It's one of the few things you can find in a level. Like, mm -hmm. each level has... Um, outside of the basic objective, has a, um, uh, what do they call the fruits? The golden apples of youth from the goddess Ethun. Yeah, uh, yeah, Ethun's so. apples, which, um, give you more life, and then there are the, uh, god shrines, or the goddess shrines, depending, you know, um, you get, Other uh, than that, the main thing to find is there's a Mimir spring, I think, in every level where you can get healing once. Uh-huh. And, and then there's... Save, hmm? yeah, save your game. Right. And then there are also usually uh, some black stone hexagon things that you can whack to activate something or... That was only one level, actually. Yeah. Well, there there, there are... They do the elevators in that one, too. Are, are, there, are there none of them outside of that side of the Pentagon? Pentagram? No. Oh. Yeah, I'm like... I'll be honest... Just that area. Yeah. <laughs> There's not a lot to this game, honestly. Yeah. Uh, I'm like, it's sort of the unintentional theme of our reviews. Like, you know, each one of the games we've tackled, uh, I'm like, are pretty simple games um, in, like, their respective genres. This like, one is freaking gorgeous, though. Yeah, I'm like, 
there's oh, a, yeah. there's at least one screen in each world that is dedicated specifically to oh hey you should you're you're just moving along the, the bottom or the top of the screen here you should probably be looking at the background where there's an enormous like image of just Nidhogger chewing on roots or there's an enormous view of Yggdrasil or yeah I'm like oh hey there there's the nameless raven yeah yeah. Name so uh, because little... he didn't have a name? Yes. Uh, he's got a smaller raven that has a name that I can't remember right now. That they're full near. They're eagles, not ravens. Yeah, in this game, they were like ravens or crows. Oh. So. Wait, is this the one in uh, in uh, Helheim or the one in Asgard? I'm not remembering offhand. But yeah, th this game is... Um, entirely hand-drawn like i'm like and yeah it looks good for the most part i'm gonna say that some of the boss animation was pretty jank mm -hmm. uh, i'm like um which the, the it's really noticeable because the bosses are in the average boss fight the mm -hmm. boss will be taking up upwards of 50 percent of the screen yeah and the you know, the boss battles are very epic. Um, mm. Probably go on for a little too long, in my, my estimation, especially if you're trying to not use the god powers. Oh, god. Uh, <laughs> you know, it's like, Is there a penalty for using the god powers? You don't get an achievement. Ah. There's a literal achievement for not using the god powers. But I'm like... I wouldn't yeah, I would recommend it. not going for that on your first playthrough or until you were really good. It's not even that. It's um, using the axe to whittle down health takes for fucking ever. And yeah. well, my problem is the bosses are huge. Mm -hmm. That leaves you with two things, two advantages. One, they telegraph most things they do to a degree that would be ridiculous if you know they weren't so huge. Oh. They're kind of slow. And actually, because of their size, some of them have uh, areas that they can't hit very well, surprisingly close to them. Oh, no, that, that works well enough at the beginning phases. But yeah. you know, must get harder about two or three times during the fight. Oh, when you get to the end phases, um, good luck trying to do that shit because you're dealing with so much other... Like, like lightning or dwarves or some such obstacle. Um, Snowstorms. <laughs> yeah, the first boss is pretty easy because all she does is she summons uh, yeah. vines and poison gas. Uh -huh. Jera. Yeah, and gives plenty of time for you to run up and even use your heavy attack to try to cut her stomach open so you can get at her core. Yeah, it... <laughs> Yeah, she's the only one I got that achievement on, and that was mainly because I didn't find any of the god powers yet. Like, well, the uh, one you get in her area is healing, which is you know nice. Yes. <laughs> By far the most useful of the um, power uh, god powers. Like, but. Try, uh, yeah, trying to trying to get that achievement on some of the bosses, um, just not worth it. Well, there are also achievements for beating the bosses in 
extremely short amount of time and for beating him without getting hit. So. Well, <laughs> or using a fancy way to kill them, like um, the ice boss, um, using the icebergs. Yeah. Um, that was, that's really fucking hard. Or the, uh, the um, golem giants, you drop the pillars on them. <laughs> like, and yeah, so the game isn't very long. Like, um, took me about ten hours. And, and honestly, a surprising amount of the time is spent just walking. Because you're looking around the areas trying to find stuff, and you, the areas are very large. They are giant scale mostly. You don't move that fast. No, mm. like I said, oh god, mobility is um, fucking limited as hell. Like, mm -hmm. and yeah, the combat and the movement is very deliberate. Uh huh. And you know, I, I can't say I really enjoyed that. Especially since I'm kind of used to these games being faster paced. Yeah, this is a game that there are a lot of there are a lot of games that are in this general style lately. But they're things like Hyperlight Drifter, where it's all about super fast moving and perfect dodging, and mm -hmm. and this is this is a very I mean you're you're a large Viking woman with a big ass double headed axe, and you feel like it. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You, <laughs> especially if you have a rumble feature, you know, you'll feel the impact. Oh yeah, when I activated this game, it it gives me an option to load the game or load the game in like 3D 9C or something. Um, Was that this petty fan or Adam? Oh, um, DirectX 9, I believe. Ah, yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. And so this game's been out for a couple of years now. Um, I suppose depending on the system. As it is, um, it came out on Windows, computer platforms in 2015 and hit consoles, including the Wii U in um, 2016. In fact, mm -hmm. I remember this was one of the games that Nintendo was pushing um, last fall. Mm-hmm. And the game also got uh, a substantial update, uh, as technically the game is now called Jotun Valhalla Edition. Now, what, Val what the Valhalla Edition is, is actually kind of lame. Uh, it's a boss rush mode. Yeah. I'm I guess that's good for yeah. if you want to try to get those achievements for beating the bosses in certain ways. Like without getting hit, or, or if you want the, you know, the extra challenge, but mm -hmm. I'm like, uh, it's just a boss rush mode, and that's it. Mm -hmm. You know, it, I, I'm not sure why that was added later. I'm like, but it was, like, like, the music, um. The music is very epic, very drum, horns, war scale kind of deal. Mm -hmm. Now, um, at least with the fights, you know, it has its more intimate moments you know, when, when you're just going through the levels. And yeah. unlike the other games we featured this week, its soundtrack is available. 
Like, um, it's well, standard soundtrack pricing ten dollars. And speaking of pricing, that gets into um, one of my biggest caveats with the game. Um, it's overpriced. Uh, mm-hmm. Normal price is $15. Yeah, I, it's a little short for that, even though it is very good looking. Yeah. Uh, I'm like, I would mm-hmm. recommend more the, like, the sale price I've seen is like $7.50. You know, uh, Easy recommended at that price. Ten dollars at most. Fifteen is a little hard for because it's uh, thin on. It's a bit thin on contents and um, really things to do. Yeah, I I I found myself wishing there were more ways to interact with the environment, even if it was just like breaking yeah. rocks or cutting down bushes or something. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, I think I feel like the intent is for you to be like just taking in the environment while you're walking around, but still, I kind of wish there was stuff to do. I, I think that's the Zelda affectations talking. Mm-hmm. Like, it's kind of used to this style of game having, you know, hidden secrets and you know, pots to break and. Uh, yeah. The the only thing you have in this game for a hidden secret is sometimes it's a little tricky to figure out how to get the apple. Like in uh in Nidavellir, which is the uh home of the dwarves slash dark elves, you're at the uh forge of Brock, who is one of the or Brocker, one of the uh he's from one of the dwarves that was involved in the whole contest that led to the forging of Thor's hammer. Um so there's a whole bunch of buildings and stuff, and there are like a couple of places where you can d- break walls, and you have to activate the stone things that I was talking about to make bridges appear and stuff to get to the to make a bridge appear to get to the uh, golden apple, and that's about it for puzzles. Technically, it's possible to miss the god shrines too, because sometimes that's another thing that's weird in this game. Uh, the view is isometric but not grid based. Um, and sometimes that leads to some weird stuff because, like, you can get way further behind a building than it feels like you ought to be able to. Have you guys noticed? Did you guys notice that? Not really. But... Yeah, like, either, th- really. like, there are a lot of areas where you can go behind the scenery and just, you'll be, you can still see yourself in silhouette while you're walking under the oh. trees or under the, or next or behind the building. Yeah, I, occasionally I saw that. Yeah, well, I, I was exploring around trying to find stuff that I thought I had missed, and like to get the uh, the uh, Loki power in Rocker's Forge, you have to go through a mine tunnel mm-hmm. where, for like several screens, you can't actually see your character aside from the silhouette, like screen widths, not like actual transitions. I noticed that a few times. I know it just—it struck me as weird because I—I always found like the areas that you can ex- actually walk on are not always what they look like they are, because there are things that are look like they're blocked off that you can go under. Another anyway. issue with the, yeah, another issue with this game is um, its map. I 
Um, yeah. The, misleading but, sometimes. <laughs> like, um, there is no mini map, but uh, if you pause, you, you get a lay. You get a map that shows the lay of the land, and it doesn't show where you are. Yeah, it's a. It doesn't show where you are, and it's kind of a very vague overview of the shape of the area. It doesn't necessarily accurately show how the different parts of the area are connected. Yeah. I'm like, and I'm not exactly sure why this is. Like, why would you not want to annotate your location on the map? I don't know, I guess making you think about it more, but it is one of those things that I don't think the amount you gain in making people think about where they are and make it hard to figure out is not usually going to be worth for for a developer. It's not usually going to be worth the amount of people that get annoyed by it or have a hard time figuring out where stuff is. I suppose. I, um... Anything else we need to cover? I know. I really enjoyed it, and I liked the fact that it generally seemed really well researched, and like, or like, it like it doesn't seem like it's just for the heck. Of, like they, even like the it's it's very immersive in the feeling of Viking stuff, and like I said, then the background art, especially in some areas, is really gorgeous hmm. yeah like yeah I've enjoyed um, exploring and um, such and, but there were as said earlier mobility could stand to be better because I've uh, often you might find yourself backtracking I think my big problem with the game was um it's just too a little too limited in its scope, like, and it, too much focus was um, thrown around the boss fights. Um, like actually going through the levels felt uh, tacked on. Like, yeah, if I was gonna add to this game, I don't think I would add more levels or anything. I would just put more smaller things in the levels in between going in there and getting to the rune you need. Yeah. Yeah, I know, I know. Like Alright. Anything else we need to cover? I guess not. I think we've said most of the stuff, doesn't it? I can't think of anything I haven't said yet. No, I think I think we're good. Mm-hmm. Like uh it's suppose in terms of scoring uh six out of ten like um i'd go a little higher than that but i think that's because i was really captivated by the aesthetic um i guess a 6.5 i'm like yeah i like the art but i couldn't get past some of just how god awful some of the animation looked like to the point of distraction I turned the quality down, so maybe I didn't notice it as much because it was smoother at the lower quality. I don't know. 
And I guess we should mention for people who are new, we're not like IGN where anything below a 7 is trash. It's <laughs> above a 5 is above average. Yeah. Not, not that these numbers mean all that much. Yeah. But I mean, there are some people who are used to IGN's numbering, which is like, it, 7 or below, it's like the worst game ever made. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, as a game to play, it could be better, but it's very pretty to look at. This is true. Yeah. Like, yeah. So, yeah, I think that'll about do it for Yoten. Um, and, indeed, that'll about do it for our review session this week. Um, in the, um, the week ahead, uh, MSP Returns. Yay! Season 13. And, yes, we, we, uh, and I also have the guest we're opening with. I'll they just ahead. confirmed. It is Ed Greenwood. Oh, boys. So, yeah, mm -hmm. Golix and Adam are going to have fun with that one. Yeah, you might want to give a bit of backstory on who that is. Um... Is it Forgotten Realms or Forsaken Realms? Forgotten Realms. Forgotten Realms. Yeah, he he's he's the brain. He's the brains behind that. Mm -hmm. And he oh, also I'm has like... a new book he's going to be talking about. Let me bring that up real quick. It is Storm Talons, I believe, is the name of the new book he has coming out. So we're going to be talking a little bit about that. Um, and um, as far as Fragments of Silicon goes on Tuesday, August 15th we'll be having Sebastian Mittag of Studio Fizbin um, developers of the Inner World series of adventure games um, we reviewed the first one some months back they're working on the sequel um, and this is kind of adventure game week because on Wednesday, August 16th, we will be having Francisco Gonzalez of uh, Runeslav Games. Um, uh, he worked on some Wajedi titles, including last year's, um, oh, what was it? Uh, Shard Light. Which was and, very good, and you should play it. And um, <laughs> he also did a game called The Golden Wake. And Lee, I have not played that one like um uh, it's like kind of forgot to uh he's currently working on a game called lamplight city like um it's late victorian steampunk kind, uh, kind of deal like um it's a detective adventure set in an alternate steampunkish victorian past um so, kind of like Sherlock Holmes, but, you know, with the um, serial numbers filed off. Mm -hmm. now, uh, I'm like, it says it's inspired by the works of Edgar Allan Poe and Charles Dickens. I, I, I'll, I should also note that um, Sherlock Holmes himself was inspired by Edgar Allan Poe. And um, five cases to solve. Uh, 
It kind of reminds me of Sherlock Holmes Consulting Detective, to be honest. So, more on that on Wednesday. And, yeah, um, hopefully you will tune in uh, for all our programming, and you will enjoy it. Until Tuesday, I wish you good gaming. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.